What's up, people? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Roush. In this episode, I interview Fiona Stevens. She is a film, television, and media arts plus one student from New Canaan, Connecticut. We're going to talk about her unique plus one and her involvement with Q30, our student-run television station. This show is produced by Tino Mayoni, who is also a student here on the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Fiona, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Happy to be here. Thank you. Um, so we first met when you were still a high school student. Yeah, you came to my school. <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when, when you applied to Quinnipiac, you approached us with a proposition. I did. And, and, and we made it work for you. Explain what your proposition was. So I had a very specific idea in mind, and I had heard about the 3 plus 1 program, and I thought that was cool already. And then I wanted to see if it was possible to do this plus 1 grad year in the School of Education to see if I could get my master's in elementary education and kind of connect it to my undergrad in film. Uh, and it was... Honestly, an amazing like thing that Quinnipiac helped me out with because it had been something that I was really hoping that could happen, and I got a call and said, "Yeah, sure, like we'll figure it out." And explain to listeners why you wanted to pair film, uh, your film major, with a master's degree in education. So it's a long-winded story, um, and I'm willing to tell it all. So my younger sister uh, Anya, she's 16 now, um, but when she was younger, she got her wish granted by Make-A-Wish because my sister has cystic fibrosis. And her wish at that time, because she was very young, she wanted to go see a live taping of Sesame Street. And I, of course, I was a little bit older at that time. I was like maybe around nine years old. So I was like, okay, like this will be fine. Like it'll be cool to see my sister. Like she'll be really happy to see all the characters and we'll see the brownstone and everything. And when we went, um, it was a completely different experience from what I thought it would be because I'm sitting in between these two massive industry cameras that are like twice the size of me at that time. And I'm noticing that the amount of adults in the room are pretty numerous compared to the kids. And I eloquently put to my mother, mom, for a baby show, it's really not made by babies. (laughs) Um, And so that kind of kickstarted my love uh, for children's entertainment and educational resources especially because I saw how important they were to my younger sister when she was doing her morning therapies in the mornings, watching Sesame Street and getting that pre-learning in before school started, um, especially starting her early so de- like her day so early. Um, and it was just, it was something that was so important to me and going into kind of high school and then, you know, applying to colleges, I wanted to see, is this possible to marry, like, an entertainment uh, production f- like degree with educational um, with an educational background and with the three plus one and being able to get that all sorted and even able to get my undergrad in film and get my master's in education and really like I've all the time apply both concepts into my daily like work it's just it's so great and so gratifying because at the end of the day like I want to help continue making content um, for younger kids because it is so crucial and so important. So Fiona I don't know if you're aware of this but um, Associate Dean Bloom and I have been having conversations with the School of Education Mm -hmm. in in the past few months about seeing if we can't offer what you set up to more students. 
Are you aware of this? I was aware of a little thing. Because you, you've kind of opened up to us a, a new avenue, mm-hmm. we think. Um, and, and we're increasingly seeing students who are asking for this. Yeah. So thank you. No, I, I think it's I think it's a really cool thing to like do. I was the first I knew I was the first one to do it. And I remember back as a freshman, like Dr. Bloom was talking about it and was like, it would be really cool if we could keep this doing and offering it as a program of study. And now I'm in my senior year and like it's going to be a thing. And I, I know kids who are starting to take those education classes in addition to their calm ones. And I'm like, they're like, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, it's going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, we. I mean, we've we've gotten as far as meeting with the marketing people here at Quinnipiac to to get some pamphlets done. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> that's really cool. All right, uh, before we leave Sesame Street, I, I uh, got a real serious question. Favorite character? Oh my gosh, I like. It's not controversial. I enjoy Oscar the Grouch a lot. I like Oscar. I think. Because he's just such an interesting character, especially in terms of teaching kids how it's okay to be grumpy and okay to be a grouch. And like, like getting in touch with that social-emotional learning from one thing. He's also just really funny. And his original um, actor we met, Carol Spinney, who also was Big Bird. Um, he she was, just recently died, didn't yeah, she? He yeah, li- he, died, um, he died a good maybe four years ago. But he sent us, we met him that day, uh, and he sent us his Christmas card wow. um, that year. And he continued to do so. Um, he was a lovely, lovely person and really had been there from the start and left such an important legacy for young kids. All right, one more question before we leave Sesame Street. Did you or your sister growing up have a Tickle Me Elmo doll? We did, uh, and I'm pretty that sure thing, my, my mom got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. So my kids had one too, and it drove me bat. Absolutely, crazy. absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, my that, mom, I think, purposely like was just like, oh, this is so cute. It's gone away now. It went to summer <laughs> yeah. camp. <laughs> yeah, after about a hundred times that it that it laughs, it gets really old. It gets lo- old, and then it gets a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fiona, tell the listeners what you do for Q30, the student-run TV station. So I run, currently, I run, um, I, my position is the productions manager. So what I do is I oversee all 30-something producers, both executive and associate, with all of their shows. Uh, we have five shows, uh, two entertainment, two sports, and one news show. Um, and I have basically been, I go to every single one. We, you know, talk about the show afterwards, talk about what we're going to do for next week, offer them feedback, and help kind of support their actual production. That sounds like you're kind of like an organizational cop. I have been told that I am mean. <laughs> I've been told that everyone's like, you know, like you, okay, you're like nitpicking. I'm like, yes, but I'm trying to make you better. And, and at the end of the day, they apply it and it works out. So, okay, um, yeah, a little bit of a cop. <laughs> okay. And, and you've been involved with Q30 before this position. What were you doing beforehand? I worked, so my freshman year, I was a part of the entertainment show, um, comedy show, really, Quinnipiac Tonight, um, as a cast member. And then my second year here at Quinnipiac, I applied to be an associate producer. So I was producing biweekly comedy sketches um, and collaborating with other orgs that would be, student orgs that would be hosting each episode and kind of facilitating at least one area of the show. Um, it was fun. I did some really weird stuff. <laughs> Elaborate. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to say go out and watch Quinnipiac tonight. But there's some, every once in a while, there's like a really funny segment. Um, I think I my funniest one that I did was at the end of the year with um, 
the executive board of Q30, and there was a little bit of a tension thing with the cabinet because Quinnipiac Tonight is a TVMA show. So we get a little bit more special rules, and sometimes those lines get a little blurred and people get in trouble with the e-board. Um, but what we did was essentially an undercover bosses segment with the cabinet and how they were trying to infiltrate uh, Quinnipiac Tonight and how it went horribly wrong for them. <laughs> nice. I like undercover bosses. I think that's kind of a cool show. Yeah. No, it was it was a really it was a fun experience. Like the jokes were a little pointed at yeah. a couple members, but they they took it in good stride and I was really happy. So they didn't take it personally. No, they didn't. I ended up dressing up. I think the only person who took it really personally was the president at the time of Q30, this lovely man Joe Logarpo, who drove maybe about 4 hours in Long Island traffic to get back to campus for the shoot. And for him to sit down and me to look at him and be like, okay, Joe, it's time for you to get into makeup. And I put him in bright blue eyeshadow and lipstick so that he could <laughs> pretend to be a girl. Uh, I don't think he will ever truly forgive me for that one. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, I'm just laughing, trying to picture Joe, <laughs> picture Joe with, with blue eyeliner. Mm-hmm. You were in L.A. this summer. You did part of our – you did our QU in L.A. program. What was that like? It was – Amazing. It was really fun. Uh, I had never been out in Los Angeles before. I I grew up, you know, the tri-state area, so I had never gone to California, really, and experienced it in such an intimate way in downtown Los Angeles. Um, lovely environment, uh, really, really sunny, of course, um, but also an amazing connections that I made with the people who went with me, the people that I met, the things that I saw. It was, it was truly a really not culture shock in a way but it's a different area of the U.S. that I think that really is important especially to the entertainment industry. And does uh did that experience make you want to go back to LA after graduation or? I think I would go back for like six months stints for work but I don't think a full-time thing. Okay. I think I'm too much of a New Yorker to to accept Los Angeles as home. Okay fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and, and what was your internships when you were out there? So I had two. Uh, one of them was obviously through the School of Communications with Ability Media, which is a disability organization that you are well aware of. Um, but we covered a lot of disability news, sports, entertainment. Uh, but And I, in addition to running social media for the organization, I also was... Uh, in the pre-production process of an animated miniseries for Ability Media titled Super Abilities, uh, which is five-minute shorts um, about disability uh, geared towards young kids and teaching them about specific areas of disability and trying to normalize it for them so that they can understand. Because at the end of the day, what I've noticed and what educators have noticed is that Students are, or young kids especially, are aware. They always know what's going on, and they always have questions about it. And instead of just brushing those questions aside and saying, oh, well, you'll understand when you're older, it is so crucial to help them understand what's going on so that they can become more well-rounded and more accepting individuals later in life. Um, so with Superabilities, I wanted to make it a really important kind of um, moment for kids to ask questions, and I'm h- currently in production for it right now. How is that going? Oh, it's so joyous. <laughs> it's a one-woman animation team right now, which um, it's it's proving to be a good challenge, and I'm enjoying the work, but it's, it's looking really good right now. Good. And then uh, my second internship, I was working with Crackle, uh, which is a streaming service from back in the day uh, when Netflix was still doing DVDs. 
uh, they were still there as well. Um, and now that they've transformed their platform to free ad-supported television, and I was working in their programming department um, and basically making like playlists of um, the movies and TV shows that they had in their libraries uh, for specific geared content for each month. So, you know, best of Crackle or best comedies, best dramas, woman directed um, films that you should see and kind of really got to understand the business side of streaming, um, which was obviously really important as that seems to be where we're gearing towards as cable kind of phases out. Yeah. I'd, I'd really like us, when I, when I say us, the School of Communications, I'd, I'd really like us to do more streaming. Yeah. Classes, experiences, seminars, everything. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something that's, that's on my radar. Like when I talk to people in the industry and they're like, you know, what should the School of Communications be doing? to prepare students for the next 10 years, they all say streaming. Streaming, yeah. No, it's really insane about how quickly, obviously, it's taken off. And as bigger, you know, media conglomerates are adding, you know, Disney Plus and uh, uh, HBO Max and stuff like that, they really are becoming these massive media libraries. And it is the way to watch content now. I don't think I've met a single person who's not watching something on a streaming service and it says, oh, you have to see it. And I go and I look into it and see, okay, how am I going to watch this? Am I going to have to buy a membership and watch the newest, latest thing? Um, Because that's really where all content is really coming out of right now. Yeah. All right. Give me a favorite streaming service or favorite show that you watch on a streaming service. I personally, for streaming, so those are two separate things. I know. (laughs) Um, For streaming service, I like HBO Max. Okay. I like what they're doing. Okay. I think it's really. You're watching s- House of the Dragon. I'm. I'm actually. I'm starting Game of Thrones. I'm on <sighs> season one of Game of Thrones. I'm so late to the game <laughs> on this, but me and my roommate were like, "Okay, we need to finally watch it." Um, okay. Hopefully, we'll watch House of Dragon. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Then. Please, please do. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> nervous. I can't look at anything. We were like searching for family trees for Game of Thrones that really? were spoiler free because there's just so many characters. Yeah. Um, and we found one thankfully from like the very beginning of right. the show but all right i'm going to ask some innocuous questions then what do you think of john snow i think he you know he's he's a guy he's really just trying his best as of right now he's like really just he's stuck at the wall he's like not doing anything he seems like a cool dude i hope he gets out of the wall i don't think he likes it there um i feel like you know something and you're just like you're just smiling because you're like oh she has no idea i I have nothing to say oh okay um i mean i'm forgetting his name but the but the little boy who falls up falls out of the window bran Thoughts on Bran? I feel so bad for him. He knows things. I think he still knows things. As of right now, he says he doesn't remember what he saw. Um, And I think he does. (laughs) Um, I think there's no way you could forget that. But um, I think he's a nice enough kid. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm just going to move on because I think I'll just <laughs> we'll go in a we'll go in divulge a, too much. Okay. Any other shows you like? Streaming shows? Um. Ooh. Okay. So it's also on cable right now. Um. But I'm of course, this is film and education. What what more could you ask? <laughs> Abbott Elementary on Hulu. Nice. It, re- it releases uh, on Wednesdays. Their second season just started. They got best Emmy or best comedy for at the Emmys. Um. And a couple of their actors as well. Uh, got yeah. nominations and yeah. won. 
Um, it's an amazing show. Yeah. Uh, and I really, really do enjoy it. That's like, you know, I'm, that's a good, nice show that I really enjoy watching. I also am a really big fan of Killing Eve. Um, wow. I, I, know. I did not picture two, that from you. Two completely different <laughs> shows. I know. I enjoyed Killing Eve. I think it's really fun. Um, what about Ted Lasso? Have you watched Ted Lasso? I have watched Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. I think that, especially like post-pandemic, people needed that little like happiness yeah. in their lives. Yeah. And Ted Lasso and you know Jason Sudeikis, like, he gives that. I've watched it with my family. They think it's hilarious, yeah. especially with... Um, it's interesting to see the American take on Premier League soccer um, in the UK. Um, I'm Irish, so I, I know a lot about that <laughs> and the culture of it as well. Yeah. So it's really funny to see everyone's like, oh, my God, they're horrible to them. I'm like, no, that's exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my oldest son played soccer throughout high school and college. And when he was in college, he went to London during the summer for a semester abroad program. And they, and they went to some Premier League games. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I didn't believe what I saw until oh. until I actually experienced Harrowing. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I can't talk. My dad's a, a Man United supporter right now. They're not doing too well. Um, but I, yeah, sports, Premier League, insane. You know, Dean Bloom's uh, husband is a big Man City fan. Oh, all right. Moving on. <laughs> no, we won't talk about them. And he's actually from Manchester. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, then, kind of, but, like, also, like, no. <laughs> Man United's the place to be. I, I guess I should have I worn my AFC Richmond shirt today. Oh, boy. What's going on here? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, one thing about the Man City thing I will say, if you're going to have to take a whole half to get a goal against Aston Villa, which is my grandfather's <laughs> team, my grandfather always supports the losers, no matter what, the Jets, the Mets, and Aston Villa. Hey, it could have been worse. It could have been Crystal Palace. Okay. All right. I'm you're just, right. I'm just saying. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I got to realize you're probably starting to think about graduation. Mm-hmm. Is, is Sesame Street still the goal? Oh, 100%. Okay. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. I am... Just making sure. Yes, it is. I'm terrified for it. Um... <laughs> I, yeah. And you know we have alums who work there. Yes, I do. I do. Okay. I actually have been in contact with them. Good. <laughs> so, um, Good. no, I I really hope to work there. Um, they have an amazing program called Social Impact where they make specific content geared towards student or kids who are facing more difficult challenges in life and yeah. supplemental materials for them. And I'm really hoping that I can help work with their department. Excellent. All right, Fiona, we're out of time. Last question. I ask everybody this. Spracing myself. I need I need a fact about Fiona Stevens that very few people know that they would be surprised about. Oh God. And then I and then I will disclose one for me. Okay. Really strange fact. And if you want, I can go first. You can go first, please. Okay. Everything my mother taught me how to do, I do left handed. Everything my father taught me how to do, I do right handed. Wow. It does not mean I'm ambidextrous. It's just the way that you do it. It's just the way that I do it because I suck writing left-handed. But I but I eat left-handed and I brush my teeth left-handed and I comb my hair left-handed. But I throw and bat right-handed and do and eat uh, and and write right-handed. That's really strange. Thank you. How did you notice that? I was young when I noticed it. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> cool. It's no, not cool. It's kind of weird. It's re- a little strange, <laughs> but like I can see how that happened wow yeah oh my gosh yeah so my mother was left-handed my dad was right-handed yeah. so they just naturally put they in my hand naturally just like okay here's how you do this yeah exactly like this is the way yeah damn 
That's really cool. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Now, now me. Oh boy. I normally, my thing is I want to work at Sesame Street. I'm going to be completely, that's normally my thing. Um, but it's not like you're going to be in the garbage can with with Oscar. God, no. That's some. <laughs> I I will say I so I have to go in for every week for field study um, through the School of Education like master's program. Um, I have to go in and I have to sit in a classroom and help out and stuff like that. Yeah. And I had to tell this whole group of third graders like at the end of the year the teacher was just like hey like do you want to tell them like what do you want to do like why you were here and stuff like that and a bunch of eight year olds looked at me and when I told them I wanted to work at Sesame Street they immediately went that is so stupid like immediately just uh, the exact same reaction i had originally about sesame street like that's so silly like, because that, they're at that age because they're at that age where, where they they're think it's they've a, kind of outgrown exactly sesame street. they think it's a baby show um well that's that's too bad yeah don't don't let that get to you oh 100 percent not no i know I, I just thought it was really funny all right fiona i want to thank you on uh being on this episode of uncommon grounds thank you for having me i really appreciate it That was my interview with Fiona Stevens, who is a film, television, and media arts major here in the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Rausch. I'm the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by Tino Maioni, who also does the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. Do you have a story to share? Something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.